Hey up. Hey Joel. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hold my bread. Welcome everybody. Uh, this is a big day. I'm not even gonna introduce you yet. Six months. No Zoom. No falling internet out. How are you doing? What's going on? What is up, breadheads? Gather around. It is time to join the gluten gang. Welcome to Hold My Bread, the $3,787 podcast. We are carbo-loading. We are taking a victory lap. And what do you what do you think your strengths are as a person, Matt? I mean, that's a very big question. In what aspect? We talked about your organizational commitment. What's your strength oh, yeah. as a person? I think I'm a good I'm a good people person. I'm good in conversation. I'm very respectful. I'm very polite. Well, I think my strength. <laughs> you know, sometimes you like you ask me someone a question, so just right. so I ask you a yeah. question. You didn't even listen to my answer. Your eyes glazed over for a minute. That's funny. Uh, he's a people person. I don't care. We're all people, people. We're made out of carbon. We're all the same. That's my philosophy. <laughs> but my strength, Maddie, is I always feel so strongly about my opinions. I can mm -hmm. get a take. I can get a stance. Mm -hmm. No problem. And I am universally always wrong. <laughs> That is a common theme of this podcast, how we were always, we're always slightly off. Yeah, you're right more often than me, but I think I work a lot harder on my research than you. That's and I'm true. Just, I feel so, so strongly in my convictions. I will back it up with academic papers and then just universally wrong. But hey, the Chicago Cubs won a World Series. Joel Wachowski has picked a stock correctly. <laughs> That's true. And not only did you pick it correctly, but it's like... It, I think it has it has so much potential. We, when you picked it, we all knew, or at least I believed, where I was like, oh, this is going to be good. But we're starting to just now see signs of being like, oh, this was a good move. Yeah, it was a good move. And we are talking about, well, we're, we're here in the betting bunker. We're here together. So, of course, we're going to lead off the show with DraftKings, baby. I love it. We, I started hyping this stock up kind of as a conspiracy theorist. I was like, you know what? Disney owns 7% of the shares. They're going to broadcast the NBA playoffs in the NFL, and they're going to drive business to DraftKings. Then they're going to increase their percentage of the company. That's all happening. Exactly. It's a lot like it's like we said this. We did this uh, in mid-quarantine we, where we bought DraftKings for the podcast, and we said Disney is like China, and that because they own a little bit of DraftKings, they're not going to let it fail. Yeah, too big to fail. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe all casino businesses are too big to fail. <laughs> As someone who gambles, I was like, why are these things always in business? I don't know. Well, they keep making money on me, the guy who's always wrong. Why is that? Yeah, uh, it's almost like they like suckers. I don't understand. Yeah, they like suckers more than a, a dentist's office. That's right. That's why they give them out. I don't know if that's actually doctor's so, office. Either way. DraftKings, we bought it at 30, and we are currently flirting with 50, Love like it. Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, baby. <laughs> uh, and there's so much more room to go, but 30 to 50 in not a very long time, right? It's only been a couple weeks. That's nice. Well, we knew. I mean, thirteen percent yesterday. I am such a big proponent of right now. It's twenty twenty. We've been stuck inside this entire year. You gotta bet the calendar, baby. You like media companies for election year ad buys, and you know what? People they're starting to get hit on that day trading. Sports is back, uh -huh. and you know DraftKings is carrying the day. And I know, I know all the other companies did great. William Hill had a huge day yesterday. The Bet ETF would, had a wonderful yield. So it seems like it, the smart way to make money gambling is to just bet on the casinos. These shares are a way to do it. You can be on the same team as Michael Jordan without getting punched in the face. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't you don't, you don't want to be like uh, Isaiah Thomas and not make the team? You know what I mean? Hey, that what? Yeah, we won't get into that right here and now. <laughs> I've been talking sports for five hours now, but I can do another five hours bitching about Isaiah Thomas and his historic legacy. <laughs> you you uh, I could I think I hear you roll your eyes when you said that. Yeah, I mean, ESPN, sure, they're supporting DraftKings and putting money in my pocket. Does that make up for them rating Isaiah Thomas the 31st best basketball player of all time? No, it does not. <laughs> um, so wait, do we have a sell target for DraftKings? How long are we holding on to this bad boy? Well, I don't know, because I feel like 
there is so much potential for it because our original investment strategy and plan was um, as they expand DraftKings into different states, every time, theoretically, at least in my mind, every time they expand into a different state, that you would see a jump up in the stock. So I feel like this is the kind of thing where we hold long on DraftKings, but I could be wrong about that. And again, this all traces back to the Disney thing because a 13% increase, it was because of a deal they struck with ESPN. Yeah, that, and so now... Uh, get ready to see DraftKings stuff promoted all over any ESPN broadcast, any sports that are on there. It's going to have ads for DraftKings. It really bothers me, though, because like they're running ads for DraftKings here in New York and stuff. I'm seeing ads for places you can't really use DraftKings. It's very annoying. I and, don't like that. But they're act, and that's that's actually a good strategy because they're at, when you enter the marketplace because betting will be legalized places because the government they've been pretending to bail us out this whole time while they insider trade Kelly Loeffler. And the government's going to need a surplus of funds, so I'm still bullish. We bet on vices during a recession. It's true. Do we flip? There's these DraftKings stocks. William Hill has the same deal with ESPN. And you know what? I got to go back to my other baby. I'm all about gambling weed because there are no ETFs for quad oat lattes. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start that. That's what we got to get in on. Well, we're, I think the jo- the defund the police fund is, is our magnum opus. We got to figure out that. We, we use consumer attention to really win the day. But yeah, I think vices have shown to be recession proof. I still think the MJ ETF could be viewed as buying Budweiser in the recession. You don't have to leave quietly, Sam. This is an amateur operation. Thanks for getting us up and running. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Oh, we shouldn't have said his name on the air. Uh-oh. We'll bleep that out. Um, and, and, you know, DraftKings, most importantly, they do adhere to the biggest rule of hold my bread. They're, closest, they're close enough for us to rough up their CEO <laughs> if things hit the fan. They are in Boston, Massachusetts, so we're ready to pay him a visit if oh, it doesn't work out. Oh, that's great. I didn't know they were that close. For some reason, I was going to assume they were in New Jersey. Yeah, you would think they were in New Jersey, New but Jersey. they are not. And, you know, we have another very, we probably have the most exciting episode we've ever had. I don't know if you've listened to the past podcast. We had the producer who hate us, hated us, who turned into the options trader who came on and explained his trading to mine and we always talk about reddit wall street bets as our favorite place to get crazy crazy information Uh uh-huh and our boy richie made the front page made the front page he got uh like fifteen thousand upvotes i gave him i've never done this before i got it i gave him a uh, an award on reddit i've never done that before i got a free one so i gave it to richie yeah, he's got a lot of awards. He's got 17.1K upvotes. And I, you know what? I knew it was him. I know his name is it, but like just the way it sounded, I could tell it was him. I could hear that deep voice as yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It read in this tone like he'd Very taken factual. broadcasting classes. It's like, I've done well 30K to 140K, and I refuse to fuck this up. My girlfriend has been working her ass off as a school teacher to pay down old credit cards. That sentence, I knew it was Richie. Yeah. Well, as soon as you text me, I go, can you send it to me? And you were just like, you'll find it. And I did (laughs) immediately. I did immediately. I found it immediately. And like, just tangent alert, We the phrase school teacher sets me off on like, I feel a little nostalgic. Mm -hmm. When I was 18, I pitched a musical to a community theater company as a joke. Uh And they ended up funding it. Oh, so I wrote and directed like a, a, a musical about a guy who ate his own fingers and it was called I Guess I Can't Play Piano Anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Like um, he eats his fingers. You see the story of the fingers. The ladies come out dressed as sexy fingers and a big mouth tears them away. And at the end, he find, you figure out, oh, you've only been on this island for 90 minutes. He's like, I guess I can't play piano anymore. But I digress. We did. We staged this play at a senior center, mm-hmm. and there was an old man with dementia, R- Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph, and he would come hey, by. Yeah, he would come by every day, just wandering around and tell us, "My father was a school teacher." Uh, that was the one fact you knew about Rudolph. <laughs> that was the one fact he knew about his life. He was just <laughs> that gone. Uh. And once a week, we would go through the broadcast. We go through rehearsal. We would lock up. 
And we would accidentally lock this guy in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, ironically, he had to eat his own fingers to survive. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So back to the post. I asked to look at her balance last night, took her phone, and paid off 12K right there. We called the other one today and cleared that 7K. Clear, Richie. Goodbye student loan, credit card debt, and yeah, even girlfriend's credit card debt. Amazing gesture. I wish he used a couple correct punctuation in this post. But then he's saying, I still have plenty to play with. And at least now, if I go the way of the other retards, I know I'll do something useful with the wins. Positions, tech calls forever. Never be afraid to be the biggest rainbow bear on that one red day a month to squeeze an extra 26K while everyone else bleeds. Good post. Good post, and it being a great post, feeling genuine human emotions, you know people clowned on him yeah, like a motherfucker. Yeah, he was getting dunked on the comments hard. But he rolled with the punches. He had some good responses. It was good. Yeah, and like people were nice. Like People were trolls. You would expect that. Uh-huh. But um, a lot of guys, I think they had like... This was their first example of like doing something positive for someone else. Right. And, like, it is a very sweet gesture. Absolutely. He framed it well. And like it was kind of like in the comments of this post, it's like the end of The Grinch Stole Christmas. You could just see the commenters' hearts grow yeah, three sizes. Yeah. But then if you go, if you scroll down far enough, it, it, it does turn again. Like it takes a turn where people are like, yo, she's going to leave your ass. Um, and uh, don't, th- don't throw that back in her face ever. Uh, and it definitely like you can see the the ebbs and flows of the of the comments of people uh, really changing their opinion on some things. Yeah, and now Richie, I I, I respect it because he tried to do his own post making fun of himself. She fucking left me. Holy shit, you guys were right. I paid off her debt and she left me. I showed her the thread and after reading what all the real men had to say, she packed her things and left with a guy named Giga Chad and a '92 Trans Am that said Stonks and Sharpie. <laughs> He has half a share in Tesla and Robinhood after YOLOing his mom's diabetes meds on HTZ calls, but she said she likes the way he sits online and calls men simp and cuck. He studies feudalism and is fluent in using the clown emoji. He told me about MG Toe and how anyone with 20k debt isn't worth it anyways. I'm so dumb, I can't believe that after six months of occasional dating, she left me and handing her a stack of cash, she just left. I guess I should have listened to you guys after all. They've only been dating for six months? I think no, it's definitely longer than that. Cause oh, okay. like, yeah, right. Yeah, there's no way she was at the Super Bowl, which was easily nine months ago. Right, that's so true. I'm not gonna say her name here. Yeah, no, Richie's part of the the fabric of the show. His girlfriend's not. If She's I had, a school teacher. Yeah, if you want to go through every school teacher, you know, maybe give them 20k, and like they took down Richie's post that <laughs> made fun of himself, and they put out his own. Oh, wow. I'm just scrolling to find the joke post and someone just the first the highest thing is I took out a credit card loan to invest in the stock market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Richie is 100 percent the best guy on that Reddit this week. And they took down his post. And then the other one is that they kept is I increased all of mine and my wife's boyfriend's debt. I've done well, 69K to 420K in the hole, and I refuse to fucking sell. My wife's boyfriend has been working his ass off, keeping my wife satisfied so she can pay off his old credit card. (laughs) I asked him to use his credit card last Thursday night, took his phone, and entered 300K of Nicola calls expiring last Friday on his Robin Hood. Hello, bankruptcy, more student loan, credit card debt, and even my wife's boyfriend's credit card debt to pay off. Yes, I'm a simp. Fuck, he left my wife for user Richie Ta after seeing his post. Who's going to satisfy my wife now? (laughs) Yeah, wild. Truly a fun story. It feels like a holiday on Hold My Bread, and I probably shouldn't get into this. But one of our listeners, I was talking to him about the Richie Tollway story. Uh-oh. And he said that Richie's in the CIA. <laughs> oh, well, this proves it. This is actually, if he's number one on Reddit, he's got all those Reddit awards. That stuff doesn't happen off chance. Oh, boy. And That's if, government if, hands. If we did have, like, someone in the Brooklyn comedy community to who was, like, a CIA mole, I don't think we'd be, be, be big enough or influential enough to be a target for him, but... Uh-huh. 
Maybe it's a good sign for us. I don't know. I mean, we are one of the only finance podcasts in Brooklyn. Um, the SEC might try to be trying to infiltrate. Yeah, and maybe because Richie he doesn't like our buy and hold philosophy. So, no. if, so if we see Richie betting more like aggressively on the stock market, we're supposed to fall for the trap. We can't do it. Exactly. This guy's a CIA operative. He mm-hmm. only moved people to peddle his influence, <laughs> and he's gonna try us to get to espouse these same virtues. No, <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not falling for it. Yeah. I'm not MK, being MK altered by you, Richie. I'm still a boglehead. I'm buying. I'm holding. I'm draft king, and then I'm singing that philosophy. You're not gonna change me, Absolutely buddy. Absolutely not. And you've seen, look at a picture of Richie. Listen to Richie talk. He don't talks, listen. Don't look at a picture of Richie. I don't think he wants, I was like, hey, can I talk about the podcast? Not like, hey, can I tell people to go Google your picture on the podcast? I mean, I'm not going to tell them where to find it, but just find a picture of Richie. Look at his face. He looks like, picture him in a suit. He looks like he could be in the CIA. He absolutely He's could. got a very, he's built that way. He trains like the CIA would train, I assume. Running. Yeah. Heavy breathing. I don't know. <laughs> Practicing. He's, yeah, he holds his breath. He probably showers in cold water. Yeah, he's not puffing a jewel. He's communicating with the Pentagon via his inhaled saliva. Exactly. I think that's Gosh, we go. Okay, we go further into conspiracy theories, and our next story may kind of put us in the same space. We, you know, Donald Trump, he had to put his foot down. TikTok isn't allowed to be in America. We need it out of this country to stay safe. And you know what? It got put up for sale, and it was a lot of tumultuous talks. Last week we talked, we were like, oh, maybe Walmart's going to buy it. Maybe Twitter is going to buy it. Maybe Google's parent company, Alphabet Incorporated, is going to get it. And there was so much political maneuvering Uh behind this. And it turns out Oracle is coming out on top. Yeah, so Microsoft lost. I didn't quite see why they lost i think i maybe wrote it down but like it seems like the big deal now is it has to be approved by the white house so the white house someone at the white house right now is going over this the tiktok deal i just like to picture them scrolling through tiktok being like yeah we'll take this but the big deal with it is it's not about the actual platform necessarily it's about the algorithm the algorithm is what they want it's the algorithm the algorithm is the most powerful valuable thing in the world and that's what a crazy indicator of 2020 right but the thing about that is the uh china i'm assuming you were going to get to this also but the chinese government has like okayed the sale but they are not okaying the sale of the algorithm so even if they sell even when they sell tiktok or uh, um the company what is it bite what's it um I can't find it. But the company that, that created TikTok and that owns TikTok currently, ByteDance, um, they rejected a deal from Microsoft because Microsoft essentially wanted to take control of everything, especially the algorithm. And the Chinese government was literally like, we're not going to allow you to do that. Um, we're not going to allow you to have the algorithm, but you can sell. So even yeah. when they do sell, they won't own it completely. Yeah, and I guess like the idea of a of a free market is kind of an illusion in this story because oracle was brought in as an alternative like this was going to microsoft with walmart as a partner and then a lot of u.s investment firms specifically sequoia capital general atlantic which are existing investors in ByteDance. so they went search of a tech company with close ties with the trump administration settled on oracle both of these like superpower governments are behind this move. A little shady. Very. But on the plus side, TikTok is adding 25,000 U.S. jobs. Let's go get them. Yeah. What, do, I mean, what can these jobs be? What do you think they are? Are they like, do they need somebody to, do more, to come up with dances? Is that what it is? Do, am I going to have to come up with dances or make up some songs or... Or am I going to have to just try and figure out the algorithm? I mean, what could these jobs be? That's a lot of jobs. Yeah, you think it's all going to be like, I'll make up dances, I'll dance. I'll be in front of my phone, I'll mm-hmm. just make nurses go viral more uh-huh. than the outbreak of COVID. Uh-huh. And you're just going to work in an HR. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just responding to emails from 12-year-olds calling me the F word. <laughs> Uh, deleting comments on uh, videos, being like, kill yourself. That's my. That would be my job. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting that the Chinese government. I really think it's interesting that the Chinese government is literally like, well, you can sell it, but you're not going to get the what you want, what they really want, the meat of the algorithm. And Oracle's still trying to get the algorithm. I've seen it reported both ways. They're right. going to see the algorithm. They won't get the algorithm. They're getting the algorithm. They're having no access to the algorithm. Mm-hmm. They're probably getting the algorithm. Yeah, like a tech company is finding a way to get the. Where do you keep an algorithm? Right. I don't know. It's all in the zeros and ones. I guess I'm not sure. It's like the matrix. I people want the algorithm for our podcast. That's what they want. We're trying to we're trying to make our podcast grow, but really we're just trying to get people interested in buying our algorithm. Yeah, it's like uh, you got to pee during the episode. You got to make fun of Richie, mm-hmm, and then people mm-hmm. will embrace it. And speaking of which, it's it is time for our favorite segment. I'm gonna piss while Matt goes. <laughs> um, I have not. Uh, I'm not on TikTok, so this doesn't really. I know it affects me, but it also doesn't affect me because I don't care. Uh, about it but um i do think that is interesting that uh i mean tiktok has really thrived during quarantine and i don't know what they've done i don't know the algorithm is different for tiktok versus um vine and bite people don't talk about bite you guys know about bite uh bite is like itunes version of vine i think it's maybe i don't know they're very, very they're very closely tied so um but yeah did you guys hear joel p Joe um, Yeah, so I don't know. Very interesting. Uh, there's been a lot, like Joel said, there's been a lot of here and there about we're going to get the algorithm and then Chinese government says no. I don't know. Uh, this is obviously beyond me. I don't know what stops them from the government getting their stuff and just backwards re-engineering the whole thing. I, that's probably a very hard thing to do. I don't know anything about that but what what's to stop them from just reverse engineering the algorithm and figuring it out yeah this algorithm will be everywhere within 10 years it's what the uh, social media is the basis of our economy of our lifestyles and this is the crown jewel of it i expect it to be a big part of our lives moving forward just as me taking a piss break will be a big part of this show i I just hope we make it. I want to be have our podcast. To, we have great fans. People are reaching out to us more and more. It's true. But I want to get to the point where it's like, man, Joel didn't take a piss this episode. Yeah. He, he's got to drink more coffee before the show. <laughs> uh, it, it, oh, damn it. I was going to say something. What about the... Um, I lost it. Fuck. Never mind. What about the what? That's a bad Dave Eggers book. What about the what? (laughs) No, it's what is the what? It's actually a pretty good book. Mm. I don't want people to know I read. You know, my I am in business (laughs) school, and I am happy to report. Not only did I get a B minus on my accounting's exam, but my school they got in a little bit of hot water. Michigan is in so much trouble. This isn't in the outline. Well, this is like, but this isn't new. I feel like ever since you decided you were going to go to the school, there's been uh, every week there's been a problem with the university. Yeah, they had a they had a non-POC roundtable event and it was promoted that way. Yeah, I wasn't invited and then That's cuz you're an ally and they know it. Yeah, they do know. They listen to this podcast. They I maybe I am registered as a Muslim somewhere. So we'll fi- we'll we'll get to the bottom of I that. I mean, you were for a while. Yeah, about 3 months there I pretended to be a Muslim. Best 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 quarter of my life. <laughs> uh, you're the Rachel Dolezal of the Muslim world. <laughs> yeah, no. My name is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you were the leader of Hamas? Yeah, I I, I, I lead Hamas. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all uh, ever eat Hamas? <laughs> yeah, it's the organization. It's my lunch. That's how us Muslims do it. <laughs> us Muslims do it. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Oh, so what happened? What did they do? Uh, the POC thing. They 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 promoted it as a non. What do you think? How do you think that meeting went? What do you think they talked about? I think it Nothing was, good. I think it was canceled, and they are offering counseling to any students who are upset about it. And then this week, the all the ge- the geography um, teachers assistants are on strike. Oh no! Because they're being like they're who? having bad pay. They don't want to be back on campus during COVID times. Who will dust the globes? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, when you're on strike, you use an inflatable rat. (laughs) And and all these, like, I understand PC culture. I'm older, but I try and understand where Generation Z is at, where some of their thinking. And they're just saying, like, "Um, this rat is a Jewish stereotype. (laughs) Are you saying Jews have 
tiny dicks and eat their own shit? I certainly don't think so. Uh, are you telling me the Jews scurry? I've never seen them scurry. Yeah, it's Scabby the Red. It's in a, <laughs> are we really going to break down the imagery? Like, we talk about how like we're divided by race when we should be unified by class. And PC culture, Like, I think there's a lot of great things that extend from it. Uh, people who have had things to deal with are more comfortable in the world as a whole. I am a firm supporter of that. But when we're trying to dissect the imagery of the labor movement, maybe we should just kind of give certain aspects a pass. Right. Because by creating an issue, you're detracting from a pursuit for the common good. Right. And also, that's the kind of thing that, like, they're, it's so you're trying so hard to not be racist, it's crazy racist. It's like the Dave Chappelle thing where he... he has, it's in one of his specials where he goes... The lady says, we can't say the F word because you're not gay. And he goes, well, I say the N word, and, but I'm not. And like that sort of thing, it's, I think that's what, that, that's what that makes me think of. When people are like, you can't use the rat because it's offensive to Jewish people. And it's like, well, why do you associate those two things? That is super offensive. Yeah, the, the fact that you took it there is the offensive part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so racist, it's ra So not racist, it's very racist. Yeah, and like over the course of their history the university of michigan has been such a bastion to the jewish community like people from new york who are grew up jewish a lot of times they attend indiana or michigan yeah, for those business schools it's very true the best jewish deli in the country zingerman's is in ann arbor hub of the university of michigan i didn't know that yeah i was um i was not aware of how much influence being from Indiana. Like I moved here and I met a lot of people from here. Uh, a lot of them are Jewish that went to university of Indiana. I think that's great. It's really cool. One of my best buddies, Ari, he is, uh, he went to the university of Indiana. That's how we kind of first bonded. Yeah. And he's currently unemployed. That's why you pick Michigan, Ari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you rejected me cause I didn't send him my GRE scores in time. Cause I, yeah, that's my, that was on me. I mean, it's yeah, India's you know harder to get into than Michigan. Sorry. Um, we have a, it's still a holiday. What holiday is it? It's Battery Day. Yeah, not yet. September twenty second, Battery Day coming up. Uh, I like this because Battery Day is not really anything, but it it goes with the. It's very fitting with Tesla, and it reminds me of like Apple and all these tech companies that are like making events that don't really. It's just a shareholders meeting. That's all it is. Yeah, and I just love that they made Battery Battery Day September 22nd because, honestly, aren't Tesla batteries such a Virgo? Uh, I mean, I think we can all agree. <laughs> They're polarizing. They need a lot of attention. They're very confident but still sensitive. It reminds me like another Virgo you guys might be familiar with, me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so a battery day is coming up September 22nd. Um, it's, it's just, like I said, it's so funny to me that they're like making this such a cultural, th or they're trying to make it a, a thing. Why not put it on Earth Day? People, Earth Day isn't prevalent enough. When Earth is Earth Day? day? I don't 420, know. 420, dog. Oh my God, you're right. Um, well, you know, that's too far away. Yeah, it's my godson's birthday. We don't want to take away from Julian's special day. Your Julian Earth Day? Hitler's birthday. Columbine. Columbine. Big day for 420. Yeah, and it's like, he's like, do any other famous people have my birthday? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just you. Um, yeah, well, so, I'm yeah, September 22nd. I'm excited as a shareholder. Um, there's all these rumors that uh, he's going to make, like, a big announcement, uh, and nobody really knows what that's going to be. Um, are they going to announce like the release date for the, tr the Cybertruck finally? Uh, there's theories that they're going to announce like he's going to start selling his batteries to other car companies. Um, I don't think that's going to happen personally. I don't think they have. A, they're just now kind of starting to like ramp up production and be making enough batteries for themselves. They definitely don't have enough to be selling to other uh, car companies. No, they do not. But, you know, if you were to buy an option, I think it would, if you're a battery nerd, like, this is an exciting day. And, like, this kind of goes with the bigger point that Teslas will have cost parity with gas vehicles. And, like, hey, if you're no longer paying a premium for Tesla, maybe this stock can justify its share price. That's actually, I might buy my first option around soon to to uh i don't know what 
a price target would be I don't know what a good price target is. There's a crazy premium on Tesla shares. Is it really? You would have to you would have to put everything you own. Yeah. And if you got that thing that you're mad about at me about screwing up. Yeah, I'm never that's not I'm not gonna get that by the way. You would have to do that four times to get one option. I forget it then. Yeah, so Last year, Tesla filed a patent on a battery that will last a million miles in an electric car, which is enough for 76 years. And like, I also have a patent. Um, it's a it's a six foot long penis. <laughs> if anyone has it, they're in trouble. Yeah. That belongs to me. That's damn pro- it. That's proprietary technology. You can't share that. Yeah, um, yeah uh, we have. Just having a nice Sunday. I have that patented. You owe me 40 bucks now. I don't... Um, yeah, exactly. You want to use the six-foot penis, you better pay me $40 every time. Um, yeah, I don't uh, know what to expect, but battery day is a big deal on the internet. All the battery dorks are out there getting excited, popping their little electric boners, popping their little six-foot boners over it. Um, I, uh, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. I'm excited to... You know, Elon Musk likes to... Um, <clears throat> the last thing they had that was like this was the, um, the Cybertruck unveil, I think. And we all saw how that went. It was very funny when he, they smashed that, that window with a rock <laughs> they, or the, uh, with the steel ball. No one expected that. So. I know, I know someone who's having a kid do in October and he has a deposit on a cyber truck. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's going to be the kid he takes his kid around, the vehicle he takes his kid to school in Carroll Gardens with. It's going to be so sick. That rules. Yeah, that's amazing. I think this, uh, I've never once been like a, the guy that would be like, I would own a truck, but the cyber truck is super sick. It looks like something out of Blade Runner. It looks incredible. Yeah, it's it's ju- it should be somehow out of Blade Runner because it seems cool, but it's just boring and kind of, the story's dragged on too long. <laughs> <laughs> but visually, it's incredible. Uh, Ryan Gosling it looks great in a Cybertruck, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, you Gen Z. That's who you think of with Blade Runner, not Harrison? Harrison Ford, yeah. I mean, of course, Harrison Ford, fine, but... Uh, Ryan Gosling, I like his. Uh, those are good movies. Those are good movies. They're they're good. They're both good in their own way. I don't have an attention span for movies anymore. I only watch Survivor and sports, and I would argue that I only that means I only watch sports because yeah, Survivor exactly. let's replace the NHL with it. Yeah, let's <laughs> uh, replace baseball with Survivor. Ooh, and let, let's talk about electric cars that maybe aren't doing so well. So, well, are they an electric car company? Tesla? No. Yeah, no, uh, Nikola, what we're getting ready to dive into. Nikola's in an electric truck company. I thought they were like, I thought their whole thing was like hydrogen. Yeah, but they're, they're alternative fuels, okay? Maybe it wasn't the, the best segue in the world. No, no, it's fine. I just am clarifying, because uh, I don't know. Is it both? Is it electric and hydrogen? I also think it's very funny that, I mean, I, you know, electric cars are very um, futuristic, but the Nikola, like the hydro, a hydrogen vehicle to me seems very, very funny. That's like, uh, it reminds me of, it's, it kind of plays into what we're going to talk about, but the, so we're going to talk about this. We're going to get into it, but the guy, there's a guy that's causing them problems. Trevor Milton. Yeah. And he is part of the, the Hindenburg group. No, I think, I believe isn't Hindenburg who them. is who investigated investigating. Them. Oh yeah. So Hindenburg is investigating Nikola for fraud and um, misleading shareholders and pumping up their profits and blah, blah, blah. So how funny would it be if the Hindenburg took down a hydrogen car company? (laughs) It's the goddamn Zeppelin all over again. Oh, the humanity. The humanity. And we talked last week about how GM made a $2 billion (laughs) deal with Nikola that sent GM stocks skyrocketing and really like... There was in, there was a video that came out of the truck running, and here's the first sentence of Nikola's of Hindenburg's scholastic report on Nikola. Today we reveal why we believe Nikola is an intricate fraud built on dozens of lies over the course of it, its founder and executive chairman Trevor Milton's careers. Second sentence. We have gathered extensive evidence, including recorded phone calls, text messages, private emails, and behind-the-scenes photos detailing dozens of false statements by Trevor Milton. We have never seen this level of deception at a public company, especially of this size. And so, 
this was this was published after GM threw down billions of dollars to partner <laughs> with this company. Yeah, I do feel like you can say what you want about this podcast, but I do feel like we're pretty up on this stuff because literally last week we talked about how GM was signing this big deal and what it meant for them, and now uh, it turns out it doesn't mean much for them because it was a bad move. And now people are saying, did GM research at all? Did they vet this guy at all? Because there's a video of the Nikola truck running, and it... Probably was pushed down a hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They just—they didn't see the guys behind it pushing it. Um, well, so and then here, Anheuser Busch LLC announced its placement of an order for 800 trucks um, with a prototype to be delivered by the end—the end of 2021. Testing is planned for 2022, and production is expected in the second half of 2023. And here's probably the most... So you are right. It is a a hydrogen-based vehicle. Mm -hmm. Hydrogen is very inexpensive, which is fundamental to the success of Nikola's business model. And Trevor Milton's claimed that like they've succeeded by cutting hydrogen costs by 81%. But here's a problem. There is a director of hydrogen production and infrastructure at Nikola overseeing the entire development of this process that's chemistry, that's manufacturing, that's supply chain. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that person is Trevor Milton's brother, Travis, whose previous work experience is pouring concrete driveways and doing subcontractor work at home renovations in Hawaii. Oh, in Hawaii (laughs) specifically. Yeah, and... They've claimed that they own natural gas wells. There's no evidence in the company filings to support this. These claims were quietly removed from their their website. And so I'm taking these accounting classes. And the one thing I, I learned is that there's a way for accounting to go. Everything goes on a balance sheet. Everything gets put into a T-chart. Mm-hmm. And every asset you have should be on the documents that goes to GM. Right. The fact that GM didn't... You should ta- disclose everything, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, and it's it's such a it's so indicative of the state of the American automakers because the American automakers they didn't fall off because of anything they did with production or the vehicles they put out. They just weren't looking to consumer needs rather than like Honda or Toyota that put out like efficient mid-size sedans that could help you like in urban life. They mm-hmm. just kind of sold cars. They sold big ships of vehicles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you'll buy what we tell you you want mm-hmm. when other customers didn't. So now they're trying to get into the electric vehicle market or hydrogen vehicle market. And it's that same just disconnect from anything going on in the consumer marketplace. Right. Well, and to go back to Tesla for a minute, Tesla kind of goes into this because the, one of the things that I've heard that they're going to announce is they're going to announce like a new type of like uh, an increased battery uh, or a better battery, right? So then the whole thing becomes... These car companies are just now starting to get where Tesla was a couple years ago. And if Tesla makes a big announcement, it's going to push back all these people five years for them to catch up. Tesla's already so far ahead um, that it's going to it's going to hurt them. So it's very similar to in Tesla's success is what push them uh, these other companies to just kind of throw caution to the wind and partner with nikola nikola's trying to catch up with tesla right so are these companies so it seemed like a mutually beneficial arrangement what do fraudsters do what do snake oil salesmen do they take advantage of a situation you're seeing this so clearly with nikola absolutely sell your shares get out of there what's nikola trading at right now i don't even know it's such a scramble i um i like tesla's strategy on this too where because people hear a million mile battery and they scoff at that but that's the kind of thing that like it's people eventually i don't know people are so against electric cars still and it's gonna get to a point where like these electric cars are gonna be so legit they're gonna be so good they're gonna be so good for the environment they're gonna be so all these things that not having an electric car i'm not saying gas powered cars are gonna go away forever but not having an electric car is going to be like, it's going to be, having a gas powered car is going to be like riding a horse. 
You know, it's it's going to be the 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 gap between those two things is going to just get wider and wider as as time goes on. Yeah, and it's like, oh, how can Nikola deceive all these top level corporations? Well, Theranos inked partnerships with Walgreens, Safeway, and the Cleveland Clinic. So this has been done before. Like these frauds have existed in the same kind of sector, like a burgeoning industry where it's just there's a rush to the marketplace. Nothing's quite complete yet. Right. And it just fits part for the course. And honestly, my biggest takeaway from the story is that I should have launched our electric vehicles sooner. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're this pushes us back. Pretty yeah, it's far. called it's it's an electric company, so we're electric boogaloo, and um, we have electric cars. They're very good. Our batteries actually run one million and one miles. Mm-hmm. They're powered so, by uh, six foot penises. Yeah, you, if you got a six foot dick, our battery will work for you. <laughs> I'm so glad my mom listens to this show, right? Yeah, she still listens after all these months and yeah, years. She, she's at home going, no, it's five foot six. Yeah, so I and I do think this is interesting. Um, they're saying that like Hindenburg seeks to portray Nikola as misrepresenting the capabilities of the prototype in a 2017 video produced by a third party. Um, you said this, they rolled it, they simply rolled it down a hill, uh, never even started the truck. The truck was showcased and filmed by a third party for commercial. So you, this comes, this goes, this is a little bit conspiracy theory style, but like you look at these production companies, they get paid a ton of money to shoot these commercials and you can do so much with like video editing. And I mean, there's no way they have breaking. Nicola has admitted, has admitted they've rolled the prototype down a hill. <laughs> really? Did that just happen? Nicola admits Nicola one didn't work. I mean, look out the timeline 2017. They're supposedly having a car going. I just said it a minute ago. 2017, they've got the car rolling and it's moving, but then they're not even going to have a prototype done until the end of 2021. There's no way. Yeah, we're watching the video. We're right watching now. the truck rolling down the hill. <clears throat> Is there anybody even in that? I can't even see anybody. There's got to be someone in there. Man, how do you think they got it rolling? That's a big truck just to be pushing. Well, I was actually hired. I I gave it. A running start. They, <laughs> they knew the Polish hammer was the only man for the job. We talk about what's proprietary. Getting an 18-wheeler to fly down a highway. Yeah. That's sweet baby J right in the center of the Venn diagram. Yeah, and even and the Tesla semis look better, too, I think. I'll say that. Yeah, and, like, honestly, electric trucks will probably be the last or the first sector. Like, right. who's to say how the labor movement involved with going from electric trucks, from regular freight trucks to electric trucks is one of the most problematic things facing our economy right now. So I think that's going to slow it down. And again, we've seen the whole industries kind of go back away from the self-driving car. And really, I think we need a self-driving moped. Ah, yeah. And I say that because my fiance has a moped. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she does. Has she been riding around? Does she like it? Yeah, she likes it. She loves it. And she wants some more of it. I, I, yeah, I mean, tried I so tried hard, so hard, and I couldn't get above it. <laughs> we have fun. I and speaking that. of frauds, just it's an amazing week for frauds here. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. You got you got to make money to yeah spend it. money to make money. You got to make money to take money, and that is the case of the PPP loans. Former NFL wide receiver Josh Bellamy, who played. For a few years, not a great player, but he was active as recently last year. Uh-huh. Career earnings around $15 million. He was arrested and charged with participating in a scheme to file fraudulent applications for more than $24 million in coronavirus relief. I mean, and he is not alone. That's what's insane. This is, I, I, because I only saw his news story, and we've heard a few news stories about this. About there was a guy that bought a Lamborghini. I don't know if he's in the outline or yep, not. Yep, he's in, uh, uh, yeah, a uh, tw- so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all these okay. stories are in Florida, by the way, which should come as no surprise. They're somehow denying the coronavirus exists, but taking all the relief funds. Right. <laughs> um, but so I saw his story and I was like, he can't be the only one. He's the only one that people are talking about because he was an NFL player. So I really dug into it to see. And the um, government has uh, has filed, what was it, like 39... 39 cases only 30 um, which is a low amount absolutely. and really you need 
It, it, you watch any heist movie. You watch Ocean's Eleven. What's the first lessons after you get the heist? Don't spend anything. Right. Josh Bellamy spent $62,000 in loan money at the Card Rock Casino. He spent $104,000 at Dior, Gucci, and a jewelry store. And then he withdrew $300,000. I mean, and that's, you know, that's, you're, that's just insane. It's, you're absolutely right. It's like in What Goodfellas where he shows up in that fur coat. And he's like, I told you not to well, get the goddamn coat off. And he makes him take the coat off. That's exactly yeah. it. And it's like they're only prosecuting 39 cases. It's the reason there's a reason they're only going after people who spent $60,000 at a casino, right. who bought themselves a 2020 Lamborghini Huracan. So uh, yeah, every it seems like almost every one of these arrests is linked with a a luxury purchase. Oh, uh, absolutely. That's exactly what people are doing. People are using it to, they're taking this money, they're using it to pay off their student loans. Uh, and this guy, uh, the guy, this, the guy who bought the Lamborghini, bought a Rolex, he bought a Tesla, he bought a 26 foot Pavati wakeboard, a 33 foot cruiser yacht, two Rolls Royces, a Lamborghini Urus, a Kia Stinger, and a Ford F 350 pickup truck. How many modes of transportation do you need? And honestly, if you're going to buy a pickup truck, if you're a fraud, get a Nikola. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get something you can roll down a hill. Maybe yeah, you preferably I, off a cliff. I don't get, like, if you're a white-collar criminal, all you have to do to not get caught is not act like a criminal. Right, exactly. Sit on that money. Let it sit in a business account. So they're going to be watching now, but, like, yeah. down the line, have a payroll. Launder that stuff. The entire... There's a lot of sectors of the economy that have built on money laundering. Well, you, Participate in them. Absolutely. But you say that, you say have a payroll, though, but that is a big thing. And a lot of the stories that I did research on, it's a lot of people claiming to have dozens of employees and they don't have any. Um, there's a guy that he, he claimed to have dozens of employees at four different businesses, including a restaurant that he didn't own. Uh, he discussed fraud in email, how people are still sending emails and getting caught and they're shocked by it. Um, who else? Just so many. Oh, uh, Shashank Ray, an engineer from Beaumont, is charged with multiple counts of fraud and false statements to the SBA for seeking more than $10 million. He allegedly claimed to have 250 employees when there is no record of any in his business. <laughs> So not only did he be like, I not only does he not have any employees, but when he uh, lied, he was like, yeah, I employ about 250 people. Yeah, one of the guys, um, loving hip hop Atlanta star Maurice Fain, you know, he got a th almost four million dollar loan application for his company Flame Trucking, which is what will happen when you actually fire up a hydrogen powered Nikola. <laughs> 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 and he claimed he had 170 employees. He forged bank statements, and then he blew the money on a Rolex, a six carat diamond ring, and other jewelry. And then he used the money to pay back child support, lease a, Ro a Rolls Royce, and gave 200. When he was arrested, this dude had nine thousand dollars in his pocket. Well, and then here's the other thing that you uh, you kind of skipped over. Actually, he allegedly he used fifty thousand dollars for restitution in a previous fraud case. <laughs> One hand washes the other in this fraud case. Yeah, the economy's cyclical. That's what it means. Put that diagram in an economics textbook. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you imagine? I bet it, I bet it feels good to have almost ten grand in your pocket, though, literally in your pocket. Yeah, I mean, I think the pe the arresting officers are like, yeah. I guess we we have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like you've given us no choice. And this, there's a reason there's only 39 like to the other thousands of criminals. Good on you. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut and your business will your business yeah. will remain open. You and your 200 employees. I actually filed for one and I have about 1000 employees and they all live in my apartment with me. <laughs> yeah, the name's Dan Taco Bell. A lot of people rely on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Pizza Hut Papa John, and I'm I'm busy. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was interesting because, like I said, I saw the one news story, and I was like, "Well, this can't the, he can't be the only one doing this," and he is for sure not. Uh, we I found a lot, and I only picked a few of them that really made me laugh. So yeah, they, these were great stories, and honestly, I had a great time just going to the HindenburgResearch.com, looking at the Nicola case file because it's about it's twelve pages of joyous bullet points yeah. it's the funniest documents this side of my old material folder it's very much like um 
what the f- what's it called? The workspace thing, the workplace, the we work, we work. Yeah, it was very much a we work situation here. Very funny. Um, so we've got. Uh, I just picked a couple things. The Sony. This is a big deal for me because I you have a PlayStation. I gave it to you. I have a PlayStation Four, um, which you gave to me. And I'm very thankful for. And um, but this, the reason I pulled this news story is because uh, I'm a big proponent of AMD. I believe AMD has a lot, and one of the reasons I think it has a lot of potential to go is because the the PlayStation Five and the Xbox uh, One X and all that are coming out this holiday are using AMD processors in them. Um, but Sony had to cut the forecast for how many they're going to be selling by 4 million due to like problems with the chips. Um, and that was like a big thing for me. I remember saying that a couple times on the podcast is AMD is going to be a big move because all these consoles are going to be using AMD chips and now there's a shortage on those chips. So I think that's going to affect Microsoft stock. I think it's going to affect PlayStation stock. It's certainly going to affect the numbers that they're able to sell. So it's going to really ripple throughout the whole industry. So I think that was interesting. Yeah, and like with my education in this, with like the chips, I just kind of get advice from an anonymous buddy who knows more than I do. Mm-hmm. AMD and Nvidia have been just kind of hallmarks of the bo- the tech boom over the last ten years. Right. I think this is just going to be a momentary disruption, and they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think it's going to have any like long lasting things, but I do think there's going to be a, a couple months where it's going to go down, which might be a good time to get in, or you know, just something to look at. But because I mean, PlayStation Five, they were estimated. Uh, to have about 11 million, um, and it's they're cut it down to four million units. So that's a big, that's a big drop. Yeah, that is a lot. So Sony shares uh, closed down 2.4 percent on Tuesday. That's their lowest since July. And just for, I think I think we've kind of gone through everything we want to talk about. Yeah. Just a little general housekeeping. We are sort of, I'm, I've got a lot going on, so we're probably going to judge the time we release this schedule. Maybe Tuesday's work, maybe Wednesday's work. We'll hit our groove within the next few weeks, but I hope it sounded good this week. I hope you enjoyed it this week. Maddie, do you have anything to plug? Um, I don't really. I'm going to be, I'm doing, I'm still doing stand-up New York shows. Uh, we're going to do those until it gets cold. So I'm in Prospect Park tonight. I'm in McCarran Park tomorrow. And um, we hope his apartment gets fixed anytime. He'll also be hit doing some shows. In the yes, park. <laughs> exactly. Um, other than that, I don't really have much uh, much to plug. That's about it for me. Well, my I got two babies. My dog has a rash, but my other baby, the walk-on, the the it, the set, it's live on iTunes. It's live on Spotify. Please give me a give me a nice rating. I would really appreciate it. And you're welcome to join me on a live stream every Monday and Wednesday for sports, gambling, comedy with my co-host, my techie trekkie, Brian Allen Mitchell. And if not, you can get him the next day on iTunes and Spotify. And apart from that, I will be back with a professional gambler video every Friday during the NFL season. Two and three right now. Looking to pick it up. That's our show, I guess. Yeah, we're (laughs) done. That's it. Thanks, guys. Later. Later.